Welcome to the Thriving Practitioner Podcast. My name is Jamie Preston. I'm one of your co-hosts, and uh, we have our other co-hosts here, Brad and Sarah. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Doing well, Jamie. Thanks for being here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is our second episode, and uh, super excited about this podcast because I know it's going to help a ton of people, but basically our, our goal is to give people some tips on self-care. How do they take care of, their, especially those people that are caregivers, like nurse practitioners, nurses, people that work in the medical field, or, or any, really anybody, but those caregivers, those are the ones that usually don't take the best care of themselves a lot of times. And, and we want to help them and give them some tools and tips and things um, to really kind of help them do that. And I think this was really birthed out of our, our provider conference that, you know, uh, was here uh, back in October. And uh, you really saw the need for this. And, and we hope we can help a lot of nurse practitioners out there. So how's you guys, how's you guys week been? You know, we're, we're making it through, um, you know, getting, getting ready for the holiday season is, is always a little bit stressful, but, uh, yeah. you know, we're wrapping up our stuff. I'm prepping for a little trip out of town, some, uh, extended self-care. Nice. So now as clinical counselors, you guys, you guys counsel people all the time. You guys are perfect at self-care, right? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. We're absolutely spot on. And if you can't hear that sarcasm there, um, <laughs> that it was there. Um, I think we, this is something we all have to strive for. It's something that we all need and we all struggle with. Uh, so it's not just, you know, it's not just, uh, it's not the caregivers that are the counselors that really know self-care. Everybody struggles with it. And, and I think, um, this topic that we're going to con- conquer today um, is a big one. And I think we see this is uh, something that really causes a lot of health issues, um, really does not aid when you neglect this. It does not aid in, in caring for yourself and, and in turn caring for others. So if you are a caregiver, it does not help you care for others when you neglect this. And that is sleep. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like to tell people as children and young people, we spend the first half of our lives fighting sleep. You know, I, I tell this joke all the time if, you know, that sleep used to be a punishment for children. Like if you don't mm-hmm. simmer down or straighten up, you're going to have to go take a nap. And now in my <laughs> adult life, it's, it's, it, I would love that punishment. I mean, we spend the first <laughs> half of our lives fighting sleep and then we finally come to the realization that it is just so, so important. Yeah. Brad, go go for it. Man. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, sleep is essential. Um, yet it's frequently one of the first things that we write off. We can always add on one more important thing to do in our day, but rarely is that sleep or rest or even you know. I, I love that our topic for the day was sleep slash rest. That was how we kind of prepared our notes. So even just a a break from something productive not every second of every day has to be accomplishing something you you can take a break too <laughs> yeah now we, obviously we want this to be a vulnerable podcast so i want you guys to share from your own experiences good or bad how do you do in this area of sleep personally where, where do you struggle maybe you're maybe you've got it figured out maybe this is one of your strong points and, and that's great too 
because um, we can learn from the good or good and the and the bad. So, how do you guys do, Sarah? You go first. Sure. So um, this used to be a, a real area of struggle for me. I am a night owl by nature. You know, there's tons of research about those circadian rhythms and when we function best. And um, I am not a morning person. I am more of a night owl. So this really used to be a place of struggling for me. Um, about three years ago, I took the television out of my bedroom hmm. because that used to be what I would do just mindlessly, and you just don't even realize that it's been 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour um, of just kind of wasted time. So I took the television out of my bedroom um, several years ago. Um, I am kind of a mindless scroller, you know, with social media, with Pinterest, with all this stuff. You know, I'm like, all right, I'm ready for bed, and then I pick up the phone. And so I've started keeping my phone, you know, not in my bed. I mean, that was a really bad habit I had. I had my charger. But it's your alarm. It is, but it's on my dresser, so I have to get up to get it. Um, I've really started reading or journaling before bed. Um, I know Dominion Energy will be very happy because I keep my thermostat on 68 degrees. I keep it cold. It's dark. Um, I've invested in a weighted blanket, which is really helpful. Um, So this is definitely an area. All my friends joke that I'm kind of the grandma of the group because between 10 and 1030 is my bedtime. Hmm. And, you know, I do, I have a routine. I've got, you know, my melatonin gummies that I take, my heated blanket. Um, you know, it, it's, 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 this is a place where I do make a priority and it's taken me to the ripe old age of almost 36, which I will be on Thursday. Um, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Um, to really get this because through college, graduate school, it was a place where I didn't put the time and the energy. It was staying up late, getting up early. Um, you know, not feeling completely rested. So really developing that routine, having a dark, cool, comfortable place to sleep and really eliminating the screams has really been a big one for me. So, and we're going to come back to some of these things that you, you were doing. Cause I, the, the thing that you said that jumped out at me is routine. Yes. And I think that's something, uh, like you need as a routine and we're going to come back to that routine. Brad, how do you do a sleep? Well, so as we were prepping for this, I I had the notion that I'm good at sleep because I'm the opposite of Sarah. I'm a morning person. I wake up at 5.30 every day. Um, but, like, as I kind of reviewed what a healthy sleep routine is, I don't really follow any of that. Um, I kind of fall asleep while my wife and I are watching Netflix on the couch on top of a dog probably around 7.45 or 8, then wake up around 8.40-ish and let them out. Then we get ready for bed and I go to sleep and I have my phone under my pillow and I scroll through it for a little bit until I finally fall asleep. We have a TV in the bedroom, but we don't watch it usually um, most of the time. And, you know, I also have a tendency to maybe eat like an hour before I go to sleep and do a bunch of these things that just aren't very helpful. And so as I'm reading this, I'm like, you know, I do sleep the right number of hours. I don't know how restful it is. Um, And I feel like this is an area where I could really strive for some improvement that was kind of surprising to me because I was ready to walk in here and be like, sleep, I got this. That's easy. Um, yeah. Right. Right. And and I'm 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 more like you, Brad. I I'm definitely not a night owl. My wife is a night owl. 
She loves to stay up late. She loves to stay up late watching movies. I cannot. I've never finished a movie. Uh, it's like it's like a lullaby, and it doesn't matter if it's at home or in the theater. I've fallen asleep several times. I fell asleep watching the movie Congo in the theater. I mean, which is an action movie. Um, and, and my wife, that was, yeah, that's the one first thing she found out about me is I can fall asleep just about anywhere, but that's probably a problem and, and, right. and that I'm not getting the right amount of sleep. Now I've gotten better, not there, but I've gotten better over the years. I try to go to bed cause I do like to get up early. That's when I'm the most, my job is a creative job. And so I have to be creative in the mornings. That's when I'm the freshest. And so uh, I like to get up early uh, like you do, Brad. <clears throat> now, um, do you have to be like that? Do you have to be an early person? You know, I've, I've, you know, I know the, the, uh, wrestler or the movie, the movie star, the rock that he has is an app out and the app's only job is you wake up. It's an alarm clock. Basically you wake up with the rock and it's like three 30 in the morning when he goes to the gym do you have to be that person to be successful at, at getting the right amount of sleep? I would say, and I tell my patients this a lot when they say, oh, this is what I should do, or I should be more like so-and-so, or, and I always tell them, use what you have. Go with, go with what you have. Be who you are, um, whether you're a night owl, a morning bird, you know, whether you require 10 hours, six hours, do what works for you. Um, I spent a lot of my time fighting you know, trying to make myself a morning person, um, you know, just, just do what works for you. You know, you don't have to be one way or the other. Um, you know, I, I am a, by, um, just the job that I have, I have to be up and, and moving around, but, um, you know, go with what you have, go with what works for you and, and be, you know, be who you are. Those circadian rhythms that I mentioned earlier, I mean, that's biology. You can't really, change that but you can make some small adjustments to make you feel better or you know to make you more productive at a certain time of the day yeah well and to sarah's point i i completely agree i i think the most incredible example of this is the two of us in the room where <laughs> i am an early bird and i think my sleep routine is completely unintentional um and completely not helpful. Like there's so many things just based on what Sarah has worked through in her own life to improve her sleep that I could add to mine. And yet, because I wake up early for some reason in media and different things we, we watch, Jamie, you mentioned the rock getting up at three thirty. you know, I, I think it's whatever's going to be most useful for your time. Yeah. Um, because the rock may wake up at three thirty and have four hours before he has to go do something. Um, but on the back end of that, I'm assuming he's not staying up until midnight. So sure. if you're a night owl, you get some of those hours that are productive then. You know, it's a trade-off. Uh, you know, my wife falls asleep at like 11 or 12. I fall asleep at 8. She mm -hmm. wakes up at 8 or 9, and I wake up at 5.30. So it's just, you know, it's the same number of hours in a day, just yeah, at different times. Exactly. But society <laughs> has deemed people that sleep in, you know... Right. Lazy. Lazy. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think that's a myth. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if you do sleep in, don't feel bad about it. If you sleep in no. and you can sleep in, your, your your work doesn't require, you know, that, whatever it is, whatever your work is, whatever schedule you're on, just be you. Right. But yeah. get enough sleep. So let's, let's jump in 
to this routine. So I, I'm a, I love golf as, as Brad, me and Brad are kind of the same person here. Um, we get up Just early. We like golf. <laughs> the, the biggest thing I, I, I love the putting part of golf. Uh, you know, that's to me, it's where you win the game, um, or, and lose it. Um, and so, but for me, putting, you have to have a routine and you do the same exact routine every single time. I look at the putt, I read the green, then I step up to the putt, you know, and I, I do the same position. I Every single time I take one practice swing with my putter. Now, everybody's routine's different, mm-hmm. but I do the same exact motions and movements, and, it's, it, and it helps me. But if I get out of that routine, my putting is horrible. And I think this applies, you know, to, to, you know, our routines in our everyday life. Sarah, tell us about your routine. Cause I find this fascinating and I think there's some things we could really take out of this. Sure. Yeah. So going way back to our caveman ancestors, I mean, our bodies and our minds, we love a routine. We love to know what to expect. We've got this memory cognitively. We've got this muscle memory. Um, you know, you can really train your body in a routine so that it knows what to expect. Um, the first part of my routine is I don't do anything but sleep in bed. I don't eat, I don't work, I don't watch TV. That way when, when you, you get in the bed, your body knows it's time for sleeping. Um, another is I kind of have a wind down routine, um, on my, you say wine, wind, wind. Okay. Cause I, I was just saying, so I have a wind down routine. Yes. Um, wind down on my phone. I actually have an alert, um, based on when my alarm is set. You know, these iPhones are so cool. These smartphones, you can set them to remind you, you can set a sleep schedule. Um, but I actually have an alert. It comes on between nine 30 and nine 45. And it reminds me to begin my wind down routine. And I really try hard if I'm not really engulfed in something to turn the TV off um, and do something, you know, music. Um, Why? Some, Why the TV? The light. Mm-hmm. Um, the Any kind of screen emits a ton of these blue lights that kind of trigger your brain. Um, basically, it goes back to the sun. When the sun is up, we're awake. When we have this light filtered through our eyes, it's awake time. So, um, you know, I start by turning the television off, turning the lights down. Um, I try to read or journal. Um, that's usually when I shower, put pajamas on, um, and just really kind of keep the noise and the light low. Um, again, I mentioned I, um, you know, keep my thermostat low. There's a ton of research that says that you sleep better when it's just a little bit cooler. Um, and then again, I, um, take my little melatonin gummies and um, I usually drink some water before bed and then I read um, and do a little journaling. Why, why is reading and journaling a good thing to do? Sure. So the journaling piece is, um, you know, it's, it's nothing profound. It may just be a few thoughts in my head that I have. It may be something on my grocery list I need to remember. It may be, you know, something I need to remember for work, something personal. It just gets those thoughts that tumble around in your mind at night on paper. So you don't forget them. Mm -hmm. Um, Reading is great. Um, Reading actually makes me sleepy. So 20 or 30 minutes of reading um, helps me to fall asleep. Um, And usually um, I have something that's like academic to read, work-related, and then I have something that's just for fun Mm. to read. And I'm still a girl that likes an actual book, turning the pages. I know there's a lot of electronic books or audio books and things like that, um, but I still do like a, a paper 
back book, you know, to turn the pages. And then sometimes I'll turn on some, like a, a, a guided meditation or a mindfulness, something to mm-hmm. just to wind down my mind. Um, and again, it, it's dark, it's cool. Um, usually I, again, I have a weighted blanket, um, that really helps, um, just kind of with the restlessness, you know, it's just enough, just enough pressure to kind of keep me still. And I am usually asleep, asleep by 1030 and usually sleep pretty good until about 615, 630 when my alarm goes off. Yeah. So again, it's a place that I really struggled and fought and, um, you know, just again, but it's, it's a place where I feel like I, I have kind of hit a groove and, um, and I think it's important to, even on the weekends, I keep this schedule, you know, it's good to kind of keep the same routine and schedule on work days and weekend days. Again, our, our bodies just thrive in a routine and in a schedule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think it, the health, they're really seeing the health benefits of getting a good night's sleep. I know they're connecting Alzheimer's disease now mm-hmm. to lack of sleep. And, and, you know, and that is something in our family we're dealing with right now. My dad he was just diagnosed with Alzheimer's here, here recently. Um, you know, and, and so that becomes real when you see that and you're like, okay, how much sleep am I getting? Um, and I think something you talked about a little bit about, let's talk, let's, let's kind of drill down on the phone. Because I think the phone, because I think it was the TV before. And right. I think a lot of people still obviously have TVs in their bedrooms. Sure. Um, but I think the phone, I, I remember talking to somebody here recently and they said, you know, and they said they were super tired. I'm like, well, why are you tired? And, and, and I'm close to this person. So I was able to ask that. I was able to drill down a little bit on that. And and they were like, well, I was on TikTok until two in the morning. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> why do we need to watch these pesky little devices that that are helpful and i love them i love my phone iphone by the way all the way but why 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 do we need to watch the phone guys well first android (laughs) all the way Mm, this is sponsored by apple (laughs) so this is being recorded on an apple device and and everything now i'm just gonna have to leave sponsored by apple so um no but the but the phones i mean that is you know my my wife and i love watching netflix and we watch netflix a lot but we can turn the tv off and go to bed but just just thinking through this and sarah you were really an inspiration through the routine you've built um because all i can think about is how intentionally you've done this stuff and then i think about my own routine and even my my wife's, you know, I think about what we kind of do together, and both of us are on our phones. We're scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Um, I'm usually on Facebook or reading some weird article or playing some goofy game on my phone that's meaningless and pointless um, until my eyes are, like, closing. And then I'm like, well, all right, let's set the alarm and put it on airplane mode and go to sleep. Um, but, I, I mean, I can feel it. In, in my eyes, like, I mean, we spend all day for, for some of us, for me anyway, I spend probably 80% of my day staring at some sort of screen. Um, and then when you put the phone down, I mean, you can feel a difference versus, and, and all I can think of for me is like vacations, right? So if I'm out of town, the phone's put away, we're spending time with family. We walked up and down the beach and then went to bed. I'm like, huh, you know, I'd, I feel more relaxed. I slept a lot better. And I, I think it's because I'm on vacation and I'm on like vacation mode, island time, whatever. But 
but I think it's probably more likely the fact that the phone's just put away. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. And it, this is something, uh, being vulnerable here, something I struggle with. Now, it's not reading or watching the phone or looking, at, you know, really not, you know, Instagram or anything like that. It's podcasts. I love listening to podcasts. So I'll throw my AirPods in, another Apple device, and I, I throw the I throw them in there, and I will fall asleep listening to a podcast. Now, most of the time, I will put a sleep timer on, mm-hmm. so that does help. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you guys recommend doing that? It, you know, sometimes it just kind of it, it helps me forget about work. Or forget about some of those things and helps me relax. Sure. Yeah. I um again. I sometimes listen to something. Um, sometimes it's affirmation. Sometimes it's like a um a body scan of sorts. The the narrator will tell you you know to think of different parts of your body and you know going back to to children. I mean they like to be read a bedtime story, mm, and so yeah. I kind of think of that as. You know, do you want to lay in bed and think about all I have to do tomorrow or what I forgot to do? Or do you want your mind to kind of drift away into what you're listening to? So I would say, um, you know, the the audio versus the audio video, I would definitely say that audio, you know, listening to something, music, a podcast, uh, um, you know, again, our phones are so smart. There's apps. There's all kinds of guided meditations. There's even adult book reading, like it's a, an adult story. Um so, yeah, thanks for clarifying there. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's just an adult voice. I mean, and he's reading grown-up books, not, you know, fairy tales for children. So yeah. I think, you know, again, going back to, um, you know, children, you know, they enjoy a bedtime story. So sure. I think, you know, listening to something while you drift off to sleep keeps your mind from wandering, you mm-hmm. know, all those thoughts about the day or what you have to do or what you didn't mm-hmm. do. Um, so I would say that that, you know, it would be a positive distraction yeah. for you to get to sleep. And I love something you said earlier is you journal before mm-hmm. bed to kind of get those things out of your head um, for the next day. So if it's stuff you're thinking about that you need to do, uh, a practice that I've just started recently, and I don't do this at bedtime, but, you know, at the end of the workday, my last task is to plan my next workday mm-hmm. because I will it'll all be on my mind. Okay. What do I need to get done? Especially at bedtime. But what I'm finding is when I do it at the end of the day, I plan out my next day. I have it scheduled. I I know exactly. I I always work off of three projects because typically that's kind of what you have time. Everybody's works differently and how you work is mine. Mine surrounds a lot of projects. So I have three projects. These are the three projects I'm going to work on. It doesn't mean I just can work on those that day, but I get those out of my head. I get those to do's out of my head and I know, okay, the next day it's ready to go. It's locked and loaded. I can forget about it now. And it helps me become more present with my wife. I don't have to think about those things. I can, I can. And then when I do go to bed, I'm not constantly, cause I do sometimes my mind will be racing a hundred. Oh man, I need to do that. Or I forgot this, you know? Um, so what, what's the, what's the practice that you, you have, Brad, that, or, or a, maybe a bad practice like, like me sometimes. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I really, I mean, this, this podcast is already accomplishing its goals because this is something I really need to evaluate in my own practice. And that's really come about through this conversation, um, but but just what I hear from both of you 
is intention um, and mindfulness. Those I I love my hippy dippy words. Um, so those are two hippy dippy words that I like to use. But Called Android words. But go ahead. Yeah, Android <laughs> words exactly. Way better than um, Apple words. But um, and and I'm sure we'll have a whole podcast on some of that kind of stuff. But just the fact that both of you are evaluating what you're doing, which I haven't done at all. Um, is is making a huge difference. Um, I feel like perhaps the journaling thing could be helpful for me. Um, but again, I, and I know, I'm, I'm sure we'll keep coming back to this through our entire um, self-care podcast as we continue to develop episodes, but really finding that secret sauce for you, what, whatever works for you, but being aware of what you're doing and how it's impacting you. Um I, I really, I know that's not exactly an answer to the question you asked, but no, no, that's great. And I think it brings us to the close here. Cause we, I think, and, and Sarah, when making change in your life, cause you obviously made a, a sleep change. You, you said, I'm going to create a routine. You intentionally thought about those things. Did you make one big change or did you do incremental changes? So I did in- incremental. Um, of course, I, I pulled the TV out first. You know, that's kind of a, a one and done kind of thing. But then I started to adjust my sleep time by like five or ten minutes each night. You know, go to bed five, ten minutes early. Get up five, ten minutes earlier. Um, you know, make those small adjustments. Um, the phone, you know, scrolling in bed, things like that was, was really difficult for me. So that took some time. Um, again, back to the smartphones, they're, they're just, you know, a necessary evil because I have a, the do not disturb mode. So at 1030, my phone goes on do not disturb so that I'm not hearing the alerts. I'm not hearing the notifications. Um, you know, my parents can get through in case of an emergency, but, um, I kind of picked one thing um, every week to do um, because I think just like with anything, if you if you set goals and, and things that are just really overwhelming or seem like, you know, a lot, you're going to set yourself up for failure. Mm-hmm. So just choose maybe one or two things a week and, and kind of get used to that. And, and um, I think, you know, our, our bodies do such amazing work while we're asleep. You know, it's yeah. repairing, it's restoring, our immune system is building. Um you know, so it's, it's just such an important part of, of, you know, what we do. And, you know, I'm, I'm much, much more, my fuse is much shorter when I'm, I'm not sleeping well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just pick one or two, um, things to kind of change and give yourself some, some days and some weeks to adjust to that and then, um, move on to something else. But yeah, doing, doing too much too quick is kind of a a recipe for, for failure. So choose a small goal and and do that for about a week and then add in, um, something else. That's great because you know, me and Brad are going to take 10 things and try to master those at the same time. And then you said (laughs) crash and burn. Right. Yes. And get less sleep. I'm going to implement all of them in one (laughs) night. And then when it doesn't work, I'm going to go right back to what I was doing. (laughs) So, so, but let's, let's, cause here's the deal. This is all about change. It's all about making these incremental changes to change our lives and make our lives better. So Brad, what are you going to change? I'm, I'm going to try, and this, I have been trying to build a small practice of this. So perhaps over the next couple of weeks, journal a couple of nights, right? And instead of scrolling through the phone, just two nights each week, Mm write instead of scroll um 
because I, you know, I'm just like you, and I'll try and mm-hmm. journal every night and turn off the phone by six every night and not have any food after five every night and just, I'll just tailspin myself out. So this small thing, journal, not journal, novel. two nights, yes, yeah. not novel, not writing a book, just write down the things from the day and go to sleep. That's it. Yeah. And it it doesn't have to be fancy. I mean, pick the back of a you know, target receipt and write something down. You know, when I'm talking to my patients and friends, you know, they get all fussy with, you know, what do I write in? Does it have to be a notebook? Does it have to be this? You know, why do we call it a journal? So sometimes I say just jot, the word J-O-T, mm-hmm. just just a jot book, you know, just something that you can put a pen and paper to. And sometimes it'll be weeks before I even look back at it. Yeah. You know, it's it's not something intended, you know, for you to, to read over. You know, it's, it's just to get those those thoughts that, that toss in your mind all night just down on paper. So it doesn't yeah. have to be anything formal, fancy, you know, just a pen and something to write on. That's great. I know for me, I, I'm going to try manually reading. Mm. So I'm all about devices. I think I'm going to actually try to get an actual book. Yeah. Because I, I, I'm a big audiobook guy, mm. so I listen to audiobooks a lot, and a lot of times I'll fall asleep to those. Um, but I think I'm going to put away the devices Mm -hmm. and just actually start reading. And I'll probably try a few days a week. Like Mm -hmm. you said, Brad, try not to go overboard, (laughs) but try to make that change and see how that affects. I think that's great. So if you're out there, make just one change for you, do it for you so that you can be the practitioner that you need to be or whatever field you're in, whatever uh, profession you're in. So that you can be better, uh, you can be better you and get better sleep. So I think that's great. Guys, any final words as we close? I don't think so. Y'all get a good night's sleep tonight. Yeah, and just thank thank you again. It's just, it's a pleasure to be a part of this. Um, we're excited to keep it going. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. And if you could leave us a five-star review, we would really appreciate it. Visit our podcast website at thethrivingpractitionerpodcast.com. If you would like to submit a question or potential topics for the podcast, send us an email at jmpreston at ltchs.com. You can also subscribe to one of our other podcasts in our podcast network, The Disrupted Podcast with Scott Middleton, Experiencing Healthcare with Matt Staub, and the LTC University Podcast. Have a great week.